I'm Amber. And I'm Leslie. And you're listening to The Grimistics. think we sound extra manly this morning <laughs> yes you thought my day voice was rough my morning voice is rougher <laughs> um so if you haven't noticed we didn't release an episode this past thursday um and it was you know our normal spiel audio problem <laughs> yeah you know you know the deal by now yeah if you don't see an episode from us we don't even have to tell you guys anymore like you're it's echo it's always echoing <laughs> yeah. i mean 16 episodes and you, i mean you guys know it so it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah so we're gonna do a little redo and we're going to record this remote. Um, we're doing remote as well because I will have a, a sexy deep voice because I have a sore throat. I had a human at my job who was six and he enjoyed licking his palms and touching things. And then the next day I got a sore throat. So I have a feeling <laughs> that's the culprit. PSA to all the parents out there. It's okay to tell your kid not to lick things, right? Like that's fine. You can do that. <laughs> You can. That's an appropriate thing to do. <laughs> yeah. As someone who works in the medical field, any nurse will appreciate a parent telling their kids to stop licking their hands. <laughs> yeah. But like just that's let's uh, teach that skill early so then they don't continue to do it. Right. So. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to be remote because we're going to make sure we're keeping everyone safe. And I realized, too, there are like three or four podcasts where I have a sore throat. So apparently this is a common occurrence for me. <laughs> and oh, I never no. realized it until I started listening to us talk bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never listen to yourself talk, right? Like yeah. you don't record yourself. So Yeah. So um, yeah, there were there was a couple podcasts a little bit ago that we did remote and I it's because yeah. I had a sore throat and now I have one again. So <laughs> girl, you need to take some like vitamin B12. Add some B12 to your life. B12 to my life? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. I'm doing like a multivitamin. I started doing that because I'm trying to be a healthy human. Yeah. What's new in your world, Leslie? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I uh, know someone who just passed away this weekend of COVID. So oh my go get your vaccines. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. He's been on the ventilator for like two weeks and Friday his he was going into renal failure you know, so that's like kidney failure and his lungs were showing fibrosis and yeah, he passed away last night. So Oh goodness. Go yeah. go get your vaccines, friends. Yeah. Yeah, but we are strong advocates. Yes. Go get your vaccine. I get my booster my third shot, my booster, because I'm one of the four in Colorado that qualified oh, like yeah. immunocompromised chemo, things mm -hmm. like that. So I get my booster on Friday. How exciting. So. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, Leslie. Would you like to tell everyone where we're going on the map today? I would. And if I remember correctly, we are going to L.A. This story was kind of inspired by my husband and by our good friend, Wendy. Um, so my husband started watching Sons of Anarchy recently, and I've been kind of in and out of watching it. Um, and that is Wendy's favorite show. Uh, so it's just one of those things. Wendy kind of talked about it, and now my husband is watching it. And I remembered a long, long time ago that there was some like something about someone on the cast, and I couldn't remember ex exactly what it was. And so I kind of looked it up right before your episode, and there was a murder suicide involved in one of the actors with this show dun, 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 dun. <laughs> johnny lewis is who we're going to be talking about today he was born on october 29th 1983 so he if for all of our sons of anarchy fans he was half sack and he got that nickname because he had one testicle on the show <laughs> maybe that's like a biker gang thing you like make fun of each other but then it turns into like an endearing thing but i don't know if i would appreciate people talking about <laughs> my disability of one testicle if i had testicles side note do you remember that guy in high school there was a guy who he hung out at, like in little texas the like, parking lot way way out by the weight room yeah i remember he lost a testicle and people knew about it what 
Yeah. I didn't know that. I can't remember his name. He was older. He was a year older than us. He was kind of like, he was in and out of our group. He knew someone and he would kind of float through and talk at us, but it wasn't really a person that I would remember. But yeah, I I do remember he had one testicle or that was the rumor. We hung out with a person who had one testicle. (laughs) Where the fuck was I? (laughs) What was I doing? I have no idea. And I don't know why I know that. I can't remember his name, but I remember his face and I remember that he has one testicle. So draw him up for me. Draw a composite sketch and maybe I'll remember. <laughs> it's going to be a stick figure. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember um, that at all. Well, so it, it does happen in real life, too. Look, L.A. coming to life. <laughs> So when Johnny was young, he went to a performing arts school right away. So he never really had a normal school life. His parents just sent him straight into performing arts. Um, And so he did that where he was going to school, learning about acting. Um, I assume there's a curriculum where they're required to learn like normal school things, I would hope. (laughs) Yeah. So he started doing auditions at six years old. Clearly, that was the track his parents wanted him to be on. Parents were actively practicing Scientology. And if you know anything about Scientology, you know that they like their celebrities. Well, you're right. You just nailed it. Like that's why at six (laughs) years old, he was forced into a child star life Mm -hmm. because Scientologists, like you said, have this freaky obsession with celebrities and fame and yes and based on i I mean i couldn't find a lot about his parents i couldn't find a lot about this case actually and i should give props there is one youtube video (laughs) made by kimberly flowers about johnny's story everything else online is not about this it's all like old compilations of his acting and stuff like that Um, So barely find anything about Johnny. I definitely could not find much about his parents, but I did find that they were in one of the higher levels of Scientology and they were in Scientology when L. Ron Hubbard was still alive. Oh, shoot. Before David Miscavige took over. So they they saw both leaders. So they're like part of the OGs. Yes. And for people who don't know about Scientology, Leslie and I do plan on doing an episode, but it'll be multiple episodes and we're going to have to work on it together. It won't be in every episode. It'll take both of us. Um, There's a lot of just horrible stuff, but we both love the Leah Remini. Is it called After? Scientology or surviving I think it's surviving isn't surviving it? Scientology some it's I don't know I don't know it's a it's a documentary that had multiple seasons that Leah Remini started Leah Remini is an actress who publicly left Scientology and started talking to other members who were brave enough to escape this documentary her and Mike um, who was also a, a real high up in the Scientology situation they go through and just kind of shed light on this very private entity that is taking advantage of people and abusing them so Leah and Mike publicly left uh, Scientology and they do a documentary on speaking to other people who um, bravely did so as well or family members who have lost mm -hmm, yeah our family members who have lost um, their family to the abuse of Scientology so we're gonna go on tangents about Scientology through all this because it's horrible it's It's a a cult cult. yes it's a cult that was awarded so they were able to consider themselves a church and a religion so now it is a cult that is making billions of dollars from their members and from the actors that they are poaching and they don't get taxed on it Speaking of, Amber, I just sent you a video when you were trying to get your computer set up on Uh TikTok about the cruise ship, the Scientology (gasps) cruise ship. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Do they still have it? Yeah. They still have it. (sighs) Yeah. We'll do multiple episodes. Like, we, it'll be on our bracket. Scientology is crazy. And then it gives, for people who know about it or, like, even just picking up what we're talking about right now, you can kind of see some things that are forming that could be due to Scientology as well. Some things that are missed because Scientology doesn't believe in them, things like that. So his acting career started small. Commercials, small parts on TV shows, some of the things you might know him from, Malcolm in the Middle, Seventh Heaven, Drake and Josh, and then of course, Sons of Anarchy was probably one of his bigger guest starring roles. And then movies, he he was in a lot of horror movies. (laughs) something called hello molly i remember one missed call we watched that back in high school that one was terrifying and raise your voice with our spirit animal hillary duff my favorite still still to this day my fave 
you know, there's a store that one of my old coworkers went to in Denver and it's kind of like a witchy shop, but they have like, you know, the really tall Catholic candles and instead of saints, they have famous people and Hillary Duff is on one. <laughs> I need that in my life right? right now. It's amazing. She got one with Freddie Mercury, but yeah, they had a whole layout. I love that. So she is officially my deity, if you will. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I do too. And then he also dated Katy Perry for a little bit. And there were two songs. I can't remember the two songs, but there were two songs that the, they thought were about him that she made. Because it was very early on I Kissed a Girl in that genre of her life. So because I'm obsessed with Katy Perry because she's married to my first love, Orlando Bloom. You have to be, yes. Well, and I was obsessed with her before they got married. but And it just worked like my, my two loves married and and i would love to be invited in as a third anyway um (laughs) rumor on the street is that uh the one who got away was written about an ex-boyfriend yeah so i think that one yeah there were two but the one who got away yeah johnny that's all i know for sure is that it rumor is is that it was about a boyfriend Mm -hmm. what was that did you hear that that was my neighbor's (laughs) truck that was so loud scared the crap out of me so at 18, with the money that Johnny made from acting, he decided to move to Hollywood. Now, I am not a California person. I'm going to be honest. I thought L.A. and Hollywood were the same thing. <laughs> but I guess they're different. Sounds right to me. <laughs> we're from Colorado, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I bet all the L.A. people are, like, cringing like we cringe when people think, like, Fort Collins and Denver are the same Probably, yeah. So Lewis moved into a villa that Catherine, also known as Miss Kathy, owned. And she called it the writer's villa. So she only allowed artists to live there, and she looked at it as a place to go when you're in between jobs. She really wanted to help support people who you know, had acting careers, writing careers, directors, all of that, because those jobs, until you make it big, are very fluid. You're not really set. So it's kind of nice that she thought of having a space where they could go and just have a little bit of security in their downtime. Miss Kathy was 81 years old, and she moved to California in the 50s. She was a retired publisher with one daughter, and after her husband passed away is when she turned her home into a villa. She also said she didn't really like, like her daughter was grown and out of the house by the time her husband died. She didn't like being alone, so she kind of made this community for herself, but also for other people. She sounds so sweet. Yes, the sweetest woman. Johnny told friends he really liked Miss Kathy and everything she did for struggling artists. So he loved kind of the journey that she was setting up for people. And Miss Kathy, you know, she treated her tenants like they were her friends, her kids. She really just loved everybody that lived with her. And of course, she did a lot of vetting to know that they were artists and things like that. The rent for the villa, however, was not in the struggling artist price range. (laughs) On a side note. The, when we recorded together and you said the rent, I thought you were talking about the movie Rent, like he was in Rent, oh. and it took me like 30 <laughs> seconds into you saying what you're about to say that I was like, oh, the Rent. <laughs> the Rent, <laughs> not Rent. <laughs> I tried to watch that the other day and I just couldn't get into it. I've never watched it. Just like the the Minutes song, Five you know. <laughs> we say that in choir, so I yeah i really liked that yeah okay sorry we're doing great (laughs) so the rent was not a struggling artist price range the rent is like out of my price range and i have a mortgage (laughs) what was it so it ranged anywhere from 1600 to three thousand dollars a month well miss kathy gotta pay that mortgage you know Bills aren't going to pay themselves. I mean, and this home was beautiful. It had multi-levels. It had like patios outside of rooms on the upper floors. I'm sure this was paying for that for sure. But you would get all bills included. So, you know, utilities, all that. You would get one bedroom. The bedroom would have a sitting area. So it was big enough to kind of throw, you know, chairs at the end. Oh, okay. And then a bathroom that was attached to the room. So it was, I mean, a large home. I, I, I didn't find how many people like lived there at a time, but then the common areas, you know, the kitchen, the backyard, the living room, all of that. So kind of just like a, a bed and breakfast is what I imagine. Cute. 
Yeah. Johnny Lewis had a girlfriend at this time, and there's not really a lot. Um, I didn't really look into a lot about her um, because they broke up. Katy Perry. Well, uh, Katy Perry did not get pregnant by him, so <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. There was another girlfriend after Katy. <laughs> um, they broke up after trying to – he moved in with her after he found out she was pregnant. They broke up. Um, they hadn't been dating very long when she got pregnant, and things just didn't work out. They went into a very intense custody battle over his child. And unfortunately, he lost that custody battle. So his family feels like... Is it fortunate, though? Is it unfortunately? Well, I'm, I'm building up. I don't know. <laughs> unfortunately, in the moment. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He was sad. <laughs> and his family feels like that was kind of the start of him kind of getting upset and being frustrated with where he was in life and things like that. Shortly after that, too, Johnny got in a car accident and he was on a motorcycle when he went to the emergency room the doctors did not say or diagnose him with a concussion or anything like that but we are unsure if he was even wearing a helmet there's literally like nothing out there about this accident we just know it happened he went to the hospital the hospital told him he didn't have a concussion i am not a neurologist um so i don't know i, I would assume you can still have brain trauma and not have a concussion yeah. But I don't know. It's a fragile, <laughs> a fragile area, you know, right? Uh, yeah, like it's literally the only thing in the body that has like a helmet built around it. So like, yeah. second, second PSA. Scientifically, <laughs> this is the thing that needs to be kept safest. Second, second PSA: just wear, just wear the helmet. You're cooler with the helmet. I promise. Yes, I have a, a gaggle of coworkers that are um, rollerblading. That's like their new hobby on the weekends. Sick. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah. Um, Angel, also one of our listeners, and Leah. Oh, like to go cute. out rollerblading and angel uh, was recording some videos from yesterday and everyone had their brain bowls on i was so proud love that yeah good job explorers mm -hmm. not for you yeah good job i care associates <laughs> keeping those heads safe <laughs> the most important thing you you were only blessed with one brain right exactly like a kidney you've got an extra for fun yeah and you yeah you you definitely need to keep your brain safe so we don't know if he was wearing a helmet or not, but the doctor said he didn't have a concussion. This was also, you know, in the early, or I guess mid-2000s, so I don't really know. I know there's a lot of, of study now about brain trauma and what it can do, and I'm sure, I mean, that, the early 2000s was not that long ago. I'm sure there were still studies, but I don't know how, comparing from now to then, how different things were. I would think they're pretty different. I you mean, think so? Well, like football, you know, yeah. it's like kind of my thing. And I wouldn't, I would say that technology didn't really start changing within like until like the last like five years, Okay, like five yeah. to 10 years where they really started changing the helmets and, you know, I mean, Aaron Hernandez, which I don't know if you're familiar. Oh with my that God. Case, yes. Right? I watched that Netflix documentary right. well, <laughs> and my children will never play football. <laughs> oh, I mean, never say never for me, but <laughs> well, my husband, it was going to fight me tooth and nail, but that terrifies me. <laughs> well, and that's why I like <clears throat> You know, he really, unfortunately, he really helped move that technology along. So anyway, but back to, I would think that maybe it wasn't as important or like far along as it is mm -hmm. now. So I, I would like to hope that too, and that a doctor wasn't just like, no concussion, you're good. Like you hit your head. And <laughs> Send you on your way. Exactly. So family and friends also noticed after this accident that there was a change in his behavior. He was erratic, short-tempered. He would randomly speak in a British accent when he felt like it. <laughs> I'm laughing because I do that. <laughs> well, you haven't had a motorcycle accident. We don't have to worry about you yet. No, no I'm just weird. <laughs> and he would be almost lucid one minute and then incoherent the next. So he was showing signs of, of brain trauma. Yeah, definitely. I mean, outside looking in, you know, also in this time, he was arrested three times between 2011 and 2012, and he had no record before this. His personality is changing. His impulse control is clearly changing. There was something going on. Now, I said in the beginning, we're going to come back around to Scientology a lot. Scientologists do not believe in therapy. Of course, Scientologists will go to the doctor and they accept blood transfusions and things like that. They accept life-saving measures that some religions don't, but they don't believe in therapy. 
And I said religions, right. and I want to take that back. They're a cult. So, of course, they don't believe in therapy because that will be a professional telling you that you're in a cult. <laughs> Can't have that. Right. They have their own form of therapy. Well, and Scientologists, too, they don't use a lot of media. In one part of the documentary, so the leader of Scientology, David Miscavige, ha- his father was on Leah Remini's documentary. Yeah. And he talks about how David kind of just kept him in his house, you know, and would go see him, but like wouldn't talk to him about things that were going on. And David bought his dad an Mm e-reader and he just so happened to not disable the internet like he had on all of his other dad, all of his dad's other electronics. He went as far as like blocking Scientology on the computer. So if you would have Googled it, nothing would have come up. Because when you Google it, Every, the only thing that comes up is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a lot of Scientologists are told, don't believe the media. Everyone's out to get us. Everyone hates us. And so then everyone is a liar who is speaking about negatively about Scientology. And David Miscavige's dad, I can't remember his name. I think it's David. Is it really? Oh, <laughs> easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so he, Sr., found the internet on his e-reader and looked up Scientology, and it wasn't blocked or filtered and realized he was in a cult so if all it takes is a google search they don't want you to talk to a professional <laughs> about right. how you've been brainwashed at all yeah so with that i just imagine too johnny's going through this like brain injury and not getting potentially yep sorry allegedly this brain injury yeah. and might not be getting the care that he needs. I couldn't find anything about him like seeking physical therapist, therapist, any uh, doctors, anything like that in the beginning. And I can only imagine conversations that his parents might have had with their strong belief in Scientology. And I can't assume, but I wonder what it's like to have a human that clearly needs help and going against your religious beliefs or cult belief. Well, they think it's religious, right? They like, do. They think yeah. they're doing great things. Yes. As part of the manipulation. Right? Yes. So. so, but I can't imagine like the the feeling that his parents have where like, he needs outside help and they've been told their entire adult lives that they can't trust outsiders outside of Scientology. It's crazy. Right. Well, and if they were on with L. Ron Hubbard, who knows they could have been in the, what is it, like the Starfleet or whatever freaking crazy star trek yeah, shit. the boat that right? they had like mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe yeah. you know they've been brainwashed for probably way longer than johnny was alive well and l ron hubbard i'm sorry another tangent we're gonna keep we're gonna keep them in though because th- yeah. these are good and relevant another tangent l ron yeah. hubbard was a creative writer he wrote science fiction books and then he just decided one day that his science fiction book should be loved like he wanted to outsell the bible is really what it was and so he started to convert his creative writing into a re- into a air quotes religion what a psychopath right and no one in scientology like knows this because they're not allowed to google things like right well, <laughs> it's and, like, this vicious circle wasn't like leah and um david senior didn't they say like they wanted when they happened to google they just wanted to see all the great things that they were doing mm-hmm. like they wanted to see all the people yeah. they were helping and all the communities mm-hmm. that they were being told they were helping and instead yeah. they saw bad article you know bad news bad news right after the other like it's crazy yeah, yeah no it was not like they were thinking about getting right. out they were just like excited because they have these yearly meetings where they would talk about how scientologists are going to different countries and building schools and building all these things with the money that they're hardworking followers are giving annually and they're not doing it (laughs) literally at all they are just sitting on the money and most of the scientology buildings that are bought are empty they just they don't have people in them they just want it to look like they are this huge front i mean it's just yeah again when we do this episode it'll be like seven hours long because it's just crazy oh my god it's just the craziest freaking thing yeah, we're just gonna have to sit down and fucking talk about it and then just cut it <laughs> into multiple episodes. I might hire out for that editing because I don't know if I, <laughs> I want to deal with it. So wait a while for this yeah. um, episode because we're gonna need some sponsorship before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, just the wondering of, you always wonder what could have been done, 
I guess. So, and wondering what's what might have been standing in the way of that help. Right. The arrests. On January 3rd of 2011, Johnny went for a walk and thought he heard cries of distress in a home. He broke in. Luckily, it was unoccupied. The owner was having the home remodeled, so everyone had moved out for construction. There were security guards in the neighborhood, and they asked him to leave. He attacked the security guards with a glass bottle, and he bit the other security guard. The glass bottle that he had, I... (laughs) I think it's so funny because it's so bougie so you know seltzer water like sparkling water yeah, yeah. Gross, yeah. my <laughs> niece and nephew call it spicy water so i have to like remind myself what it's actually called spicy yeah. water. i love that no you can call it spicy water oh, it's, it's gross i think but. well and i've started started to get on the kick for it and there are certain ones i like just Look like you you're so fancy you know i'm growing as a human I know. I'm like eating and drinking things that I used to think were gross, but now they're like healthy. So like, I don't think sparkling know. water is that healthy though. Yeah, it is. Would they say like it? It doesn't like uh, count for water. Like oh no 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 no! Water. It's okay. not hydration. No, it's just okay, like you okay. know, I I drink a giant thing of water a day. I get a spicy water to you know feel like I have some flavor in my life. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how flat my <laughs> flavor palette is. Sorry, I mean, good job. I'm so supportive of you in this you. cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's one specific. I like the Lacroix Key Lime. Key Lime. That's the only kind I like. I but those are the only ones, and I don't buy them for myself. I just drink them when I go over to my sister-in-law's house. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your growth. I mean. You just gotta, you know, you drink your first two and they're gross and then you kind of get used to it. (laughs) So there is a uh, spicy water company called Perrier. The spiciest. It's very bougie. Um, They come in glass bottles and they're like that green pretty bottle. Um, I've never had one because it... I have. Are they gross? gross. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured. I mean, and that one doesn't have any flavor. That's just like soda water. Like gross <laughs> i have it because we it's good for like mixing drinks yeah that makes sense we'll see so you're bougie look at you bougie lady <laughs> i'll drink the lacroix but you've got the perrier <laughs> that i mix with vodka right Ooh, that sounds good after three days in jail for this attack on the security guards he got put on a 5150 which is suicide watch and so when you're in jail and you seem to be harming yourself, they will move you to a safer area where you cannot harm yourself. And in this case, he was also moved to a psych ward. So he was moved to a hospital instead. Probably a good choice. Yes. Now, a psychologist in a 5150, I think it's usually 72 hours that you're on a hold for that. And so you cannot leave for 72 hours if you attempt to hurt yourself while you're in jail. And you are required to sit down and talk to a psychologist. And the psychologist is required to go to your uh, court meeting and discuss like how they feel after their interaction. This psychologist, which I didn't get his name, thought that Lewis would be a threat to society if released. So pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> the judge ignored the psychologist for whatever reason. Couldn't find out why and allowed his dad to bail him out or Scientology whichever one yeah Scientology it was Scientology yeah I'm just gonna like I'm gonna blame Scientology on everything that you're about to tell me I'm just letting it yeah no I I (laughs) completely agree the judge was probably a Scientologist yeah it's (laughs) I mean they've got a lot of people in their pockets and LA is like their biggest like following they have that there's this big blue church building and people are actually in that one (laughs) like people live in it when they're younger and when they're taken from their homes when they're like six yes yes so i guess yeah choosing to live there is not really the thing but their parents are told they need to and then their parents let them anyway (laughs) so then near the end of january lewis began acting a little bit more stable so his parents let him live alone again now the family continued to keep a close eye on him and check on him so on february 10th Oh, you know what? I got the date wrong. I'm sorry. I said January 3rd, 2012, uh, 2011. I meant 2012. Oh, okay. So the the arrests all happened in early 2012, not in 2011. Oh, so they weren't stretched out over for a year? No, they were they were within two months. I apologize. Yeah. So I just realized I wrote my dates down. So that was, that was a mistake. They were within two months. He'd never had an arrest record. And then in two months, he 
went insane. Wow. I'm not saying that doctor was wrong about his injury, but like <laughs> that doctor was wrong. That's like a th- that's crazy. It might not have been a concussion, but his frontal lobe might have been well, fucked up. Well, and I up. remember in like psychology my senior year, we learned about this guy, I don't know, a long time ago. <laughs> and um he was like railroad worker and he got a railroad stake like went through his brain went up his mouth and it yep and it it was like sticking out so it was like in his mouth and out here he survived because it didn't hit any like important things in the back of the brain but it damaged one of his lobes and he was like with this really nice guy before and was super kind or whatever and then afterwards he just turned into a absolute asshole and he uh-huh. would like say terrible things and behave really inappropriately and it's because he and that's when they started to realize like oh these lobes up here control your personality <laughs> so like his lobes could have been damaged right exactly yeah so like if you think about it like in an accident like you i mean it depends on how but eventually your head goes forward or sideways or something and like it's all just right up here so even he could have hit it head on he could have hit it on one specific yeah. side but yeah i agree i think he might not have had a concussion something was going on yes you're right something <laughs> was going on for sure on february 10th 2012 he was arrested again for cold cocking a man now <laughs> i had to look up what cold cocking was i did not know i thought cold cocking was firing a gun at someone without any bullets so like it's cocked back and fire to scare them um cold cocking means knocking him out unconscious and we you guys were transparent you already know we've recorded a little bit (laughs) a little bit we've already recorded this whole episode a little (laughs) we had a full-on because leslie after we recorded in person stayed for dinner that night and my husband he kind of like lingers sometimes like right now he went be- we went to bed because he worked 12 hour shift but so he'll come out and he'll just see how we're doing at- and all that stuff and he just so happened to come out <laughs> when we were laughing about cold cocking <laughs> and he was like it's called cold clocking yeah no, and i agree <laughs> and you did and i googled it and i said when you look up cold clocking it changes it to cold cocking <laughs> and we called craig's little brother yeah kevin because <laughs> we needed a tiebreaker <laughs> and he well we didn't get a tiebreaker because you guys are on one side well, right because yeah. he agreed so with you. cold cocking cold clocking we'll set up a poll <laughs> i like cold clocking because cold cocking sounds like something not it sounds aggressive it sounds more aggressive <laughs> i mean and knocking someone out is pretty aggressive but it sounds a little bit more uh, on, a, on a different bad side of the scale of bad things you can do <laughs> that's just a funny word like it is they're setting us up for failure they are (laughs) yeah well and the fact that google changes it i i I don't know i still don't know what it is i still honestly don't that's why i'm saying we should set up a poll i don't know (laughs) maybe it's both maybe cold clocking even if it's wrong Well, and I feel like my thing makes more sense. Like cold cocking, like you fire a gun that doesn't have a bullet. Like, I don't know. That makes more sense to me. (laughs) But that still sounds funny. It does. But at least it like I can explain it (laughs) to make it make sense. (laughs) It's true. So after he was arrested for knocking someone out, he (laughs) was released on a $20,000 bond a few days later after he was released lewis walked into the cold ocean because it's february i know it's california but like february still gets chilly walked into the ocean with his clothes on and was hospitalized for hypothermia there are signs that things are not okay and i get in the moment like i'm sure his family is just trying to go with it because he's so erratic i'm sure they can't really like come up with a game plan but also like from what i found they weren't public about what their game plan really was i don't know it's it's hard to like play this game Mm -hmm. and it's easy to like point the fingers but it's just like as a parent it's your your responsibility to help your kid i know that that johnny was a wasn't a minor Mm -hmm. right like he was a grown adult he was an adult yep but it's still your responsibility to like give them the care and the treatment that they need so it's hard because 
it's it's just irresponsible, right? To like see this drastic change in your kid in a three month span mm-hmm. and not be like, mm, maybe we need to investigate this further. You know, I mean, I Scientology, they probably are still like using shock therapy. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just is irresponsible. It is parents. I I feel it is. I agree, and and that's why I don't want to assume that there wasn't a plan to get Johnny help. But like from what I found, there was nothing publicly said. So you can you can only go based off of what you can find, and I'm sure there are things that were going on obviously behind closed doors. But if your kid has never been arrested, and then in two months they are arrested multiple times, and they're for violent offenses each time, right? And very impulsive things, like yes. walking into the ocean in the middle of February. Yeah. Right? Like, very impulsive. Yeah. Signs of, like, hallucinating, too. He dabbled in drugs, like ma- a lot of young people do, but there wasn't anything, like, being said that he was on something, like, on hallucinogens. Hearing someone scream from an abandoned house, whether it's drugs or, you know, your brain, someone should have stepped in. And his parents failed him, but the judges, I don't know if there were multiple judges or one judge, but they failed him him as well. Yep. Including the one that did not listen to the psychologist. (laughs) I was gonna blame it on Scientology again. (laughs) I I mean, he could be a Scientologist. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't believe in psychologists. Maybe he's in the wrong profession, (laughs) if that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, they talk to judges a lot. So then, eight days later, February 18th, Johnny's arrested again. He's trying to break into a woman's apartment. He told police he thought it was his friend's apartment, and he was released on bail again. Couldn't find the amount for the bail for the for that or the first. See, okay, that's um, number one. You shouldn't break into your friend's house, right? Like, whether you know them or not, like that doesn't right, make like, it okay. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. You should maybe like knock, maybe give him a call. You know, payphones <laughs> were probably still around if you didn't have a cell phone. Like, yeah, that's not okay. Also, again, the system. Fuck the system. Like. He was obviously a risk, right? Like, so he shouldn't have been offered a bond. Yeah. In general. He should have been held without No. Bond. It's a thing. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just getting failed right. left and right. That's that's all it is. You know, I mean, clearly he's in distress. And it's one of those gray areas again, right? Where he's hurting people. He's being aggressive. But he wasn't right. that way before. Well, obviously something was damaged. Mm-hmm. So when he was released... The third judge or the third time, because again, I don't know if there were multiple judges or not, they did require that he go get help. So they sent him to a doctor and doctors were trying to figure out what was going on with Johnny. And they were giving him drugs for schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety. It really sounded like they were taking a handful of pills and just throwing them at him and whatever one got in his mouth, they were like, okay. (laughs) It's quite the cocktail there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which is also probably not going to help. You know, some of those medications make you feel foggy. A lot of people don't like taking them because of, like, how different their brain feels. But if you already have brain trauma on top of that, I couldn't imagine. Like, you're already foggy. Knock yourself Mm -hmm. in the head. I can't imagine being already foggy and then being told to take this medication. That makes you feel, uh, most people feel foggy as well. That was my ice. (laughs) Scared the shit out of me. Lewis, of course, didn't want to take his medication, and he was cheeking his pills when doctors were giving them to him as well. Right. Not compliant, which makes sense. Oh, also, I kind of forgot to add in multiple times, also on that 5150 when he was um, held in the psychiatric ward, he was hitting his head against the wall in the jail. So that is like pure concrete, and he's slamming his face against it. So like, if he didn't have brain tra- <laughs> hypothetically if he didn't have brain trauma from the motorcycle accident which we all know he did (laughs) yeah he definitely had it after he slammed his face multiple times into a jail cell wall and that just shows that he's like unwell right like who yes what person would do that Mm -hmm. if you are coherently thinking i don't know if that's the right word but if you are like it is um able to have coherent thoughts right like you wouldn't bash your head against a concrete wall well, and people have instinct. We have animal instinct in us, and your instinct is to protect yourself. Right. 
you you don't go and poke yourself in the eye <laughs> you know like i read a thing i don't know if it's true and i'll never find out but i read a thing that we could bite through our pinky like a baby carrot no one does that yeah i read this i don't know if it's real or not but it was going around the internet <laughs> don't <laughs> see you stop i would never is gross. i hate biting but you have that instinct to like stop yourself from hurting yourself to like yeah. not do it that was obviously yeah. not there which should be a sign that something's wrong just like a human instinct has been turned off this judge did require after prison that he be sent to a place called ridgeview ranch which was a dual diagnostic center it was treating people with mental health trauma and addictions so i i think that i probably feel like that should probably be pretty common right those people should get funding like scientology yeah and not get taxed not scientology let's just throw that out there too <laughs> lewis felt he was doing better after his time in the facility um but he did kind of have some letters that he wrote to from some friends where he was kind of playing the system and admitted to it so he didn't want to talk about what was really going on with him he preferred to keep that private so instead he lied to the facility and said he was addicted to marijuana so that they would treat him as an addict instead of someone with mental health issues but i mean like they i'm assuming they have like record of like what he's done and why he was forced to be into this freaking facility so they're like mm, i don't see marijuana anywhere friend like i think there's something <laughs> <Yes>. else <laughs> <laughs> well and too like it's almost like childlike right when a kid thinks they're gonna get away with something and you're just i'm no. smarter than that bro. <laughs> right <laughs> And that's what he was doing to, like, train professionals, <laughs> trained psychologists who went to school and got very expensive degrees. <laughs> he was claiming it was uh, an addiction to marijuana, and of, and the judge doesn't buy it either. Good. He goes to one of his court hearings, and the judge is like, you're full of shit. <laughs> so then he says that he's addicted to alcohol. This one gets taken a little bit more seriously than the others, but still, the judge is like, you're yanking our chain. So the judge takes him out of Ridgeview Ranch and sends him back to jail. I mean, at least he will be, um, like, monitored multiple times a day, depending on the level, the level of, like, uh, security that he needs to be in. But <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, a solution, right? Like, our jail now is filled with people who are mentally unwell and need medication and care and while the jail gives them that medication it's not beneficial <laughs> for those people it's not the same as going to a facility with trained like mental health professionals it's almost like johnny was like the kid that we all we all knew one who really struggled as an adolescent and their parents were like i don't know what to do with you i don't you know what i mean and so they just like sent them to like boot camp or like mm -hmm. sent them to some you know what i mean like it's almost like that's how the judge was treating this like i don't know what to do with you you're not like improving or whatever so just go to jail yeah pretty much yeah well and here's the kicker overcrowding happened so johnny's sentence got reduced and he was released he's somewhere where at least people are watching him and then the judge takes him out of that place because they're not seeing the progress that they want. And I mean, who knows? Maybe if he would have had a little bit more time there, maybe he would have put his guards down. Maybe. Maybe. It's all a what-if game. You don't want to talk about what's wrong with you. Like, you want to, you know, be okay and not worry people and not really but who knows maybe if they would have kept working on the program and gotten him like a correct diagnosis and didn't just throw pills at a wall maybe this would have helped him but instead his time there was cut short and then he was back in the public because of moving him over to jail he wouldn't have been released from ridgeview and unfortunately that happens all the time right like not even just with people who are like mentally ill like we're talking killers murders domestic violence overcrowding happens and so they just let him set him free <laughs> and hope that something doesn't happen again i think they have the uh understanding that it will happen again it's just kind of like i don't i don't know what to do that's so horrible so you let someone out of jail and this person attacks another person and the judge is just like overcrowding 
what you gonna do? Well, and what sucks is like I don't think the law enforcement who like works in the jail like they they know that this is a bad situation but like they don't they don't make the rules right like it's like the judges it's they don't have a say right the district attorney the commissioners like all those people who make that yeah. those decisions it's like they just they just they're just the worker bees right like they, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's and the and that sucks because they're the ones who are interacting with these humans on a daily basis are the ones who would be able to know right. like honestly like, if a judge went and talked to a deputy and was like, what, is, what about this inmate? I bet that they would learn a lot yes. more than just looking at their file. And, you know, I think it's a false narrative, too. There are a lot of people who do better in jail, yep. but that's because there's structure. Right. They don't have temptations. So just because someone is doing good in jail does not mean that they... I mean, some people do. I'm all about rehabilitation on what you can. But there are some people who they will constantly be sent back to jail because of the real world temptation is the perfect word that you said. Lewis began looking for another place to live and he remembered liking Miss Kathy's villa and asked his dad to reach out to Miss Kathy and see if he could live there again because that's when he was the happiest in his life. It's really sad. It's a sad statement that you just said. (laughs) But I mean it's when he was the happiest. Probably the healthiest also but yeah. Yes. So this is something that I am mad about. And somewhere on the cutting room floor, there's a very long amber tangent. (laughs) Johnny's dad was not transparent with Miss Kathy and did not let her know about his um, run-ins with the law and staying in jail and also did not let her know about his unstable mental health status. So Johnny's dad took Miss Kathy's right to all of the knowledge away um, and pretty much took away her consent of making a decision for herself. I, I don't know. Obviously, it's another what if scenario, but putting myself in a position where I'm a landlord that lives at the house. Miss Kathy lived at the villa with everybody else. It was not somewhere that she would pop in and visit. She lived there. It was her home. And if I was, you know, imagining my home, And having someone come in and live with me and they are that unstable and not getting any help and no one really stepping in. You know, the family said they watched him, but they just watched his actions. They didn't stop them. Right. Also, even if it wasn't even like even if she didn't live there, she's responsible for all those tenants, Mm -hmm. right? Like she has a commitment as a landlord to um, provide a safe environment for her tenants. So, who's to say, even if she didn't live there, if she felt comfortable bringing in someone who is so violent and, you know what I mean, like... Yeah. So, um, Johnny's dad is a big fucking loser um, in this point, (laughs) in my mind. I hope that he, he lost his son to this mental illness, and I'm sure it was spiraling, but I hope that he never does that again. I hope he never takes someone's right to choose away based on what he omits i mean we're doing it now with the with the pandemic we're learning what people you know do the right thing and choose to not go somewhere because of a sore throat or not feeling good versus someone who tries to avoid that situation um it's happening all over the world it happens i mean i'm sure it happens more than just to miss kathy i'm sure there are a bunch of landlords who don't know about certain things with their tenants that they probably should but yeah uh Johnny's dad's a big fucking loser for this point. Well, he's just selfish, right? Like, he didn't know how to handle his son, so he's like, I'm just going to pawn him off. Jail didn't work. Treatment didn't work. Like He liked Miss Kathy. I'm going to send him to the next person. Yeah, so Miss Kathy, of course, um, allowed Johnny to move back in and even gave him the same room he had before. So this is how much she cared about her tenants. She could, and I mean, by now, it had been a couple of years since he'd lived with Miss Kathy. And she remembered where he lived. She figured he would be more comfortable in the same room. And she made it happen for him. Family did try to convince Lewis after his release to go back to Ridgeview instead of Miss Kathy's, but he refused. And they 
I mean, I guess that's the one thing that sucks. I mean, it's right. It's our right and our freedom to choose to seek treatment, but it sucks that, and we can't, no one can force someone to treat for treatment other than like a judge. <laughs> well, and especially an adult, right? Like his parents can't say, I'm sending you this to this place, right? I don't know. It's just, uh, it shows, cases like this just show the flaws in our system, unfortunately. And we don't have things out there where we can kind of, take charge if we need to and then we have situations like britney spears where her dad took charge when he didn't need to and now there's that whole thing like it's it's either way <laughs> the system fails <laughs> unfortunately the moral of the story the moral of all of our stories is that people suck right like some people are just shitty so it'd been a it'd been a little bit his last arrest was in february it was september 24th so he did but of course that was with his ridgeview and his jail so he was out of the public. He was already contained and couldn't break any rules. Um, so on September 24th, Johnny moved into his old room at the villa. His dad called on September 25th and Johnny was agitated and didn't want to talk to him and told him he'd talk to him later. So then September 26th, so three days, right? We have a move in. Dad calls the next day to see how he's doing. Johnny says, fuck of. And on September 26th, police were called to the villa for a disturbance. Um, when the police pulled up, oh, and I should say trigger warning. It should be taken with every episode, but I still like to just warn. When police pulled up, they found Johnny lying in the middle of the driveway dead. Police believed he might have fallen or jumped from the roof. So when police entered the villa, they found that the first floor was completely clean. Nothing disrupted unfortunately on the second floor it was not like that broken glass broken furniture and they found johnny's room later they found out it was johnny's room and they found a bloody hammer big big trigger warning in the bathroom miss kathy's cat was found and it was dismembered yeah it's like the worst for me i mean like i that's ter it's terrible what you're about to tell us <laughs> yeah you know i know but like that's the worst i just makes me really sad i love animals a lot so it works me up whenever something like yeah. that happens so the master suite which was right across the hallway from johnny's room was miss kathy's there was blood all over the room furniture was broken things were disheveled and a body was found next to the bed blunt force trauma to the head was found and the trauma was so intense that it fractured Miss Kathy's skull, and they use this word, and it's a very descriptive word, it obliterated the left side of her face, um, leaving brain exposed. Oh, God. A hammer is so aggressive, right? Like, that's such yeah. a... Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. That's not a, a quick weapon. No, and that's such an intimate, too. Yes. You're, like, on top of a person, <sighs> probably, doing this. There were four small wounds on Miss Kathy's cheek, and the police believe it was done by a pencil that was found laying next to her body. There were also signs of manual strangulation. So he attempted multiple things, which I think is always the worst. Like he just went to town, right? Like, do we know what happened first? No. Um, I mean, there was no one. Right. I didn't know if they knew, like, from the autopsy or... They never, they never said. They just said that the blunt force trauma is what killed her. Oh, God. The worst of the three. Yeah, so you could assume maybe he tried to strangle her. Maybe he tried to stab her with the pencil and had the hammer. I, who knows, unfortunately. So the investigators were starting to put stuff together, obviously. There are two people. It was a, it was a murder-suicide, they thought. What they were able to find out. Johnny was talking to his neighbor, and then he went back to the villa. And police are unsure of what caused Johnny to become angry. Now, there was a rumor. Miss Kathy's friend came forward and said that she had talked to her a day or two before this incident, and Kathy was annoyed because Johnny was disabling her lights. So Johnny had a thing, and that was also part of his symptoms, where he was very light sensitive. And in places that he had lived before, he had destroyed fuse boxes to try to turn the lights off. So it is assumed that he did that again. And so he was trying to destroy her fuse box so he, the lights would turn off. And Miss Kathy's um, friend said that they had had a conversation and Miss Kathy had pretty much said, I need to talk to him and ask him not to do that anymore. But she was also coming up with plans 
how am I going to help him with his light sensitivity? She was going to go buy him curtains, hang blankets up, anything to help him keep his room dark. She also talked about taking the light bulbs out of his lights so that they wouldn't accidentally get turned on if he didn't want them to. And it kind of makes sense because the 25th, Johnny was dad called and he was irritated. So we can wonder if maybe that conversation or maybe he had tried to take the fuse box apart right. and then she had obviously told him stop and then maybe that day that the attack happened was the day that that conversation happened as well or he could have just been potentially irritated because he was having that mm-hmm. light sensitivity and was like trying to figure out how what can i do to turn these off or whatever you know who who knows exactly yeah exactly but it kind of it's kind of adding up to seeing like what it could have been well it makes a timeline for sure right it gives it like he was upset we know that kathy had an interaction with him that probably wasn't positive because he was frustrated mm-hmm. she was frustrated like we know mm-hmm. these things happen so it just creates a good idea of like a timeline i mean that's a perfect right yeah yeah exactly well and so as police are investigating they learn something else so Johnny had gone out to talk to the neighbor next door and the neighbor and it was pretty much just hi I'm Johnny I'm introducing myself because he had just moved in again he went back to the villa and then after that he came back out again and attacked a house painter that was working on the neighbor's home um, and was punching him and beating him and the the house painter was doing his job there was no conversation the neighbor the next door neighbor that he had just introduced himself to ran over to try to help the painter this man is in his 70s and johnny is starting to attack him so they were able to somehow get away run into the house and lock the door but johnny is literally clawing like they had to close the door on his arm oh my god he is trying to get in and pry the door open the neighbor's wife is also inside losing her shit as anyone would freaking out so she is actually the one who called the police Johnny gets frustrated because they've barricaded themselves in and he can't get in. He climbs the neighbor's fence into the backyard at the villa and then starts Spider-Man crawling up the wall onto the roof. And then based on the neighbor's statement, the police believe he lost his footing while climbing and fell. So his, his death was considered an accident. So in the timeline, he went and said hi to the neighbor killed miss kathy and her cat went back over and who knows what he could would have done to the neighbor the painter and the neighbor's wife had they not barricaded themselves in there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) (laughs) first of all the mental picture of someone spider-man crawling up the side of a house makes me want to vomit it's terrifying and i right like who knows what could have happened right if he had been successful he could have turned into a two person you know a, a human and yeah. an animal homicide it all but it could have turned into a one two three four quadruple you know what i mean like a, yeah mm-hmm. there's a rumor because with you know some of the things i've described maybe some of our explorers have some things that they're thinking of bath salts was a rumor people thought for a while that because you know it takes the examiner examiner a while to do their investigation mm-hmm. Um, so people for a while thought that bath salts were in his system. For anyone who does not know bath salts, it was this time. I remember the terrifying video on YouTube. It was. It was around this time. It was around our graduation and us going off to uh, our first year of college. There was a video that went around in Florida of a man. Always Florida. On bath salt. I know. I, it's one place I would never want to work. <laughs> no. Or live. <laughs> a man was eating another man in Florida. And so bath salts are something that you can snort or smoke. And it's kind of like the makeup of like a heroin where it does have the actual bath salts that you can soak with, but people will mix things um, with the powder or the um, liquid or burn it into a liquid. And it, it, it turns off your pain processors in your brain, which is why people on bath salts are so scary people on basalt have i've seen videos of a man holding his internal organs he's cut himself open and ripped his organs out and he is still walking down the street i've seen police you know videos of police shooting a man and he is still going it is because in your brain it turns that pain sensor off so i mean if we never felt pain 
you could do whatever right who cares right it'd be like a deadpool type thing yeah exactly and and that's why for a while people were tripping out because it was like zombie shit too like you know eating other people and oh it was like around the time when like the walking dead was really like super i know it's still popular but like super popular and well and zombies <laughs> are like my irrational fear right like, mine too oh i can't I, do it I, I don't do zombie things and mm-hmm. uh yeah i was i remember i was like laying in bed and i just like was staring at the ceiling like it's happening right like i'm gonna die like i'm this is the end of my life it, I'm, I'm not gonna make it and i was just I, I was petrified i'm also in the same boat i think that's the like main thing that we like that supernaturally we can like agree on i really hope to be in the first round of zombies i hope that i get the flu or whatever is gonna cause the zombie breakout and then like i've already told my husband like just do what you need to do I will just slow you down. <laughs> I complain a lot. <laughs> like, in my mind, in these zombie shows, what are they fighting for? Like, honestly, they have to rebuild a whole government system and they have to re find food and go off the grid and not have the things that we've become accustomed to. Like, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. I'm not a George Washington wannabe. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Right. Like I'm in the same boat unless we like kidnap a pharmacy or a ki- kidnap a pharmacist or like take over a pharmacy. I'm fucked either way. So well, it's true. Right. Too. <laughs> like, so I, I told Robbie, you can like shoot. I don't want to be alive when you give me to the zombies, like kill me and then and then use give me my carcass. Away. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah, too. That's what yeah. I said. I make a lot of people angry with that mindset because like apparently, it, you know, the fight or flight like thing. I'm, I'm breaking that rule by saying I'm done. <laughs> I think it's more realistic. Like. I think we both know we're not going to make it, right? We're just no. going to make it harder for our, our teammates to get through. So I have zero life skills. Like, I am I just am not worth it. So <laughs> This rumor was false after the examiner released his investigation. His tox report, he had no alcohol, no drugs, nothing in his system. Not even his prescription drugs that he was supposed to be taking. So this was legitimately a mental break. And I think this shows what can happen if you are not taking care of yourself mentally with something like a traumatic brain injury. Yep. That's the story of Miss Kathy and Johnny Lewis. Something that flusters me about this is, like I said, there was one YouTube video that I watched by Kelly Flowers. Everything else was uh, tribute videos to Johnny. Not a lot about Miss Kathy, and I get that he was a famous actor and sometimes they get put on a higher pedestal than they might deserve but he's a murderer yeah and miss kathy's family probably really hated the time that all of these celebrities were tweeting about how sad it was and how the world has lost a great man because i'm sure they don't feel like he's that great (laughs) you know something important to remember is he before he was a famous actor you know you said i know he was a famous actor before that he was a scientologist Mm -hmm. He was. And we don't need to love any Scientologists that are still in the cult. But no, but I mean, like, uh, the reason why you, you know, maybe didn't find as much information and it was all positive oh. was because Scientology is like, you know, we know they do that, right? Like, they troll the forums oh, and they yeah. change the narrative to suit their, like, so maybe that's why you didn't find anything other than positivity in regards yeah. to him because he was a Scientologist. And they don't oh, like bad publicity. God. I mean, I warned, You're right. I warned you, like, 45 minutes ago i'm gonna blame everything on scientology for this episode you're right though yeah they do they yeah. they they harass people to take videos down <gasps> you're right see okay we're now on that list because we talk shit about them this whole time but i'm fine. okay with being on that list yeah uh you can find me on instagram suzyq 1993 <sighs> if you would like to follow me and harass me and get my engagement up that's fine <laughs> i mean they already hate me because you know and they're like in their book of worst people ever the bottom tier of like satan is someone with organ failure so what i'm on that bottom do you know you know that like that list of like uh yeah yeah and the, i'm not kidding like the bottom tier is someone with organ failure so because <laughs> you'll have to go see a doctor actively and they don't want that in the cult right. they want they want right. healthy people who won't need to see a doctor or they're saying like they're in their minds i wasn't worthy enough for like functioning organs so yeah. ew okay well i mean i hate them i've hated them before but now i really hate them but yeah so scientology's to blame for everything stub your toe scientology probably did it i mean 
we're gonna i you know we we do the fuck of thing now i think that anytime we're mad like we should just like blame scientology i'm totally down right having a bad day scientology did it <laughs> scientology is the elbows of the world right oh like, yeah they're the sun yeah. the the spray tan on your elbow yeah scientology like invented that shit <laughs> they're literally the spray tan yeah yeah they're the spray tan of the elbows <laughs> and the toes and the toes <laughs> But yeah, so that is the story of Miss Kathy um, and the murderer, Johnny Lewis. We're just going to... Yep, just give him that title because he that's what he is. He's a murderer. Yeah, it's very unfortunate that he had happened what happened to him, and it's unfortunate that the people in his life failed him. Yep. But you're in charge of your actions. Yep. That's your responsibility as a human mm-hmm. to um, take your medication. I know it sucks, mm-hmm. Like, but that's your responsibility, right? uh yeah wow what a story good job that was good thank you so that's johnny lewis and you know if you feel if you're bored today maybe go <laughs> harass a scientologist online they might not see it but you could still harass them a little I love bit <laughs> the only time we we are okay with online bullying yeah. is when it's murderers or cults that's it <laughs> any other time you can't do it but if you want to go fuck with you know a scientologist i'm down i do like verbally assaulting uh professional athletes that i don't like on twitter but um yeah <laughs> we can do that too <laughs> specifically david miscavige he is the leader of the cult so if i mean don't you know followers are they're brain followers and it's unfortunate and as long as they're not hurting others it's just a cult situation but david miscavige is a piece of shit so whenever you're bored you just want to send him a letter and tell him to fuck up you know tell him to get some new elbows that'd be cool (laughs) tell him to stop being an elbow and he'll yeah the Grim Mystics was written and produced by Amber Scribbick and Leslie Gray. <laughs> Cover art was done by Leah Taylor. The Grim Mystics theme song was written and produced by Bear and Abby right, Golden. You can find well, us on Instagram at The Grim Mystics. You can also follow The Grim Mystics on Facebook at The Grim Mystics. <laughs>